Hello, welcome to Hunt a Killer Deep Dives, where we examine horror, pop culture, and the paranormal. I'm Kristen Anderson at Chillin' Kristen. Make sure you head to huntakiller.com slash blog to check out the written version of this show, because that way you can see pictures, click on links, and even more. Okay, let's talk about the haunted history of Dan Aykroyd's family. Dan Aykroyd's famous interest in the paranormal is part of a family legacy. He's perhaps best known for his role as Ray in the Ghostbusters movies, which he also wrote, but it turns out his personal history with the supernatural goes back much farther. He's into ghosts and stuff because his father was into ghosts and stuff because his father was into ghosts and stuff because his father was into ghosts and stuff. Dan Aykroyd is the fourth generation of a family that ain't afraid of no ghosts. The first Aykroyd to dabble in the supernatural was his great-grandfather. Samuel Aykroyd switched careers in his early 30s, pivoting from teaching to dentistry. He opened a practice and wanted to help anxious patients. Topical anesthetics weren't a thing yet, so dentistry at this time could be a painful affair. So he started researching and came across mentions of dentists who used hypnosis to calm their patients and get them into a relaxed state for treatment. It seems this line of research sparked his curiosity about the mental state hypnosis brings on, and he wondered whether that trance-like state could allow a person to become a conduit for the dead to communicate with the living. Samuel often spoke about the spirit world with a friend named Walter Ashurst, and when Samuel said he wanted to start holding seances on his farm, Walter said he thought he could act as a medium and master of ceremonies. We don't know a lot about Samuel's friend Walter's paranormal bona fides. Apparently, as a child, he said he had visions, which his father dismissed as nightmares, believed he was clairvoyant, and felt he could communicate with unseen entities. It does seem like he had the right resume. So he became Samuel's house guest in 1921 and stayed for 12 years, acting as the house medium for the near-weekly seances they held during that time. Luckily, we're able to know some of what went down right from the source. Samuel left journals detailing his explorations with ghosts from 1905 to 1933, recording the events of about 80 seances. The journals say a revolving cast of spirit world regulars seemed to contact Walter when he went into a trance state. There was an Irishman named Mike Whalen, an ancient Egyptian prince named Blue Light, and several Native Americans. But an entity Walter identified as a former member of the Chinese Ming dynasty named Li Long was the star, showing up the most frequently. When Li Long visited, Walter spoke in Chinese, which no one at the table understood and Walter was not known to speak. So at best, he spoke genuine Chinese guided by the spirit, or at worst, he was blathering offensive gibberish. Other phenomena also took place during the seances. One time, a trumpet-like instrument supposedly floated over the heads of the attendees. Sometimes a whitish substance appeared in the dark suspected to be ectoplasm. Ectoplasm is definitely a thing in Ghostbusters, but it's a little different in the context of a seance. There, it's said to be a substance produced by the medium's body at the will of a spirit. Supposedly, the spirit can then use this material as another means of communication. However, these ectoplasmic occurrences were too fleeting for Samuel's taste. In his journals, he expressed some dissatisfaction because what was produced wasn't tangible. It was barely visible in the dark, and it didn't have any provable physical properties. He badly wanted to provoke the materialization of a spirit, its physical embodiment coming into play. To this end, the seances were held on a schedule with the same friends each time, the theory being that it would hopefully make spirits more open and comfortable with the group. Walter responded for them, saying that the spirits told him they were trying to materialize and were asking for a little more patience. Sadly, Samuel didn't get to experience this before he passed in 1933. 
The seance group he put together continued to meet at first, but slowly dissolved over the next 10 years. However, Samuel's family carried on his life's work. After his father's death, Maurice Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd's grandfather, tried to build a device capable of capturing ghosts' voices. He was aided by his own son, Peter, Dan Aykroyd's dad, who attended some of Samuel's seances when he was very young. They worked on this device together until the ghosts themselves communicated to Maurice that it just wasn't possible. However, that didn't squelch Peter's interest in the subject matter, especially not after inheriting his grandfather's journals and massive library of spiritual literature. And so because of that, Dan Aykroyd was surrounded by a genuine belief in the supernatural as he grew up. He said that some people had National Geographic magazines lying around the house, but he was used to the American Society for Psychical Research journals lying around. His family's history undeniably influenced his Ghostbusters script. Some of the preoccupations and language of his great-grandfather Samuel's journals are present. Think full-bodied apparition, the use of ectoplasm, as well as his grandfather's work on devices through the gadgets the Ghostbusters use. He even lives in Samuel's home. The Aykroyd family was initially going to knock down the old farmhouse and rebuild on the land. But after Dan had an experience in the house that felt like he had been struck by lightning, which, to him, indicated the supernatural's presence, he decided to renovate it instead. He also harbors his family's greatest wish. Dan, his brother, Peter Jr., and their father, Peter, compiled Samuel's journals into a book called The True Story of Seances, Mediums, Ghosts, and Ghostbusters in 2009. During press for the book, they acknowledge that they still have the ambition their ancestor did, to see documented proof of materialization. Sadly, Dan's father, Peter, has since passed. But to complete his great-grandfather's legacy, further research on materializations and apparitions is needed. Dan has said, quote, and I am not going to do his voice, I would like to see more hard physicists come in and start analyze what's going on. Are oxygen and nitrogen and hydrogen molecules coalescing to produce these visions in front of people? I'd love it if some research were done on materialization, which is the most exciting part of this, where full-formed limbs come out of a medium's mouth and even a full-formed body. It would be nice to get some DNA and see if it's the DNA of the person exuding this massive ectoplasm or the DNA of another being. One thing seems certain. A fascination with ghosts is in the Ackroyd family DNA. I hope you enjoyed this narration. And again, you can find the written version of this article on huntakiller.com slash blog. Make sure to check it out and click on the links that are peppered throughout. And also make sure to check out our Hunt a Killer mystery subscription boxes that are like an escape room delivered to your door every month. You receive the clues and then it's up to you to piece them all together. Every month the plot thickens and you get closer and closer to revealing the murderer. Check those out at huntakiller.com. Killer.com.